What is happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Wednesday? Today is the 26th, April 26, 2023. Getting this show done after I uh, just recorded yesterday's. Just did the uh, Tuesday podcast a few minutes ago. And uh, it's been a crazy morning so far. It's been a wild morning. I mean, in terms of uh, some of my bets, I've just had a lot of close calls this morning from over-unders, barely not cashing to... Uh, how about Nottingham Forest? Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. Putting one in uh, right before halftime. Just a few minutes ago. That was huge. So, uh, yeah, some ups, some downs. That's, that's how it's going to happen sometime. But that's part of what we're going to talk about on today's show. Because I heard from a couple people. I Actually, I've heard this now for a while. Um, one person left a comment on the, the show ratings. I've heard from a couple people on Twitter about steps for how to do this to actually make progress yourself in getting closer to becoming a professional, or at least doing this so you can make money each month. And what I have are kind of like a four step, what I think are the four most important things to being a professional sports better, or like I said, to just making money doing this. Now, this is how I do it. This is how I know how to do it. And I'm sure there's other approaches But in my opinion, if you're not incorporating these things I'm going to talk about, I believe you're going to be at a big disadvantage trying to make money. So I boiled it down as easy as I could to four main bullet points. If you want to actually seriously make money doing this, these are the things you're going to have to do. And look, little little disclaimer here, you're probably not going to love this because there's a lot of work involved. And a lot of people just want to learn how to sports bet because... Many people think it's an easy living, but it's not. What's the saying? It, it, it's a it's a hard way to make an easy living. That's what it is. I never have worked harder in my entire life, and I'm not trying to be all sanctimonious and look at me and all that. It's just a fact that in my life, because look, the nature is you have a nine to five. There's going to be some days where you mail it in. I, I never golfed more in my life than when I worked in radio and would be out, quote unquote, selling during the day. It's like, you know, so there's you get a salary. It's comfy. It's reliable. There's not that when you're betting sports, which is why, in my opinion, you need to follow these steps pretty specifically if you're going to be a winning sports better. All right. And I actually have these in what, in my opinion, is uh, the most important to the least important. Okay, so most important uh, steps to the least important. Number one, in my opinion, the most important thing you've got to incorporate is math. So you have to get a solid math background and understanding if you're going to be good doing this. Or there's another option. You can always partner with someone who's good at math. In uh, one of my favorite sports betting books, The Smart Money by uh, Michael Koenig, it's a book about when he, Michael Koenig, used to be a sports better, uh, a runner for Billy Walters in Las Vegas. And it's a really interesting book. But in there, they talk about uh, how later, you know, he wants to do his own thing. So what does he do? He calls his buddy from high school who he hadn't talked to in 20 years. And he asks him, what are you up to? How you been? And I guess he went to MIT and he's this math guy. And so they partnered together and he built the system. That's what I recommend doing. If you don't want to learn or do it yourself, right? Partner with someone who has a real math background. And if you say, okay, Tyler, if I want to learn math, what the hell do I do? Where do I go from there? Right? You get like, what am I supposed to do? My recommendation is to apply at an online college just to take a few courses or sign up at an, at an online service like Skillshare or Udemy 
and uh, Udemy is U-D-E-M-Y. And these are great online programs that are a lot cheaper than going to a, a, a college or community college or university or online online college or whatever it may be that I think you can learn a lot of good stuff. Now, I chose to go the other route and go back to school, but I think those are good, good programs, Skillshare and Udemy. Um, I would recommend you take algebra and statistics. If you're going to do a bare minimum, absolute bare minimum, you need to know algebra and statistics. Ideally, you're going to get calculus in there. And I, I strangely find geometry to be helpful for things like Pythagorean theorem. But either way, you're going to learn that in algebra. Algebra and statistics are going to be the two main ones you're going to want to take. And then based off that, you can obviously ask professors, other people, like what they'd recommend for certain types of predictive processes. Because there's all different kinds. Once you learn about math and the predictive analytic process, there's not just one approach. There's, there's, I use like a regression, but even within regressions, there's logistic regression, linear regression, you know? So there's a lot of different ways to approach predicting what's going to happen in the future, essentially. But, but in my opinion, I think that's the most important thing. You've got to have a good solid math background or partner with someone who's got a good math background. And there's other steps to this whole math thing. So let's continue on with math because unfortunately, some coding will be required. And here's the thing is math and coding are different. People think they're kind of the same. They're not. They can overlap. They do overlap, but they're totally different. And that's kind of the downside of this is you're going to have to learn how to code or this math person is going to have to learn how to code as well, or hopefully they already know how to. Now, the good thing about this is, you know, coding is not nearly as hard as a lot of people make it out to be. It's uh, <laughs> certain certain online, you know, like Chad GPT can now write code for you. So there's a lot of shortcuts you can take to try and create code. I recommend just if you're going to have Chad GPT or anything, thing like that. Have them write it in Python. Python's the easiest for you to edit and, and adjust. And it's 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 the it's very powerful, but it's the easiest, most powerful language that you can use. You don't need to use C to be doing or, or Java to be doing, you know, the, what we're gonna be doing for sports. You could Python is perfectly fine. And a lot of hardcore programmers maybe, you know, look, trust me, when I get in the nerd group, you know, the the programming group, it's like, oh, Python, Python, get out of here, you know, like that's not you know, real serious like video game programmers who write video games, they they code with C, right? So that's a high, high level program. Python's, in my opinion, rather simple of the coding languages to learn. So um, that's what I have to say about that. But you will unfortunately need to code a little bit. And here's why I, th I think coding is necessary, because you need to fight fire with fire. How are you supposed to win if you're not using the same techniques that the best in the world are using? And by the way, fighting fire with fire doesn't mean you in the sports books. It means you and every other sports better out there. That's you versus me. Right. When we're betting every day in the NHL, MLB, MLB, or, uh, NBA, NFL, fill in the blank. It's me versus you and every other sports better out there. We've done shows about this in the past. We'll do it again. Sports betting is a multiplayer game. It's not you versus a sports book. It's you versus a sports book, as well as everyone who's bet into that line before you. So if you think that you can get away without knowing this stuff, I think you're going to be sadly mistaken and, and, and without a lot of money when it's all said and done. So again, let's stay in the math thing. There's more to this. You need to collect a lot of data, a lot of data. You're going to want to pull APIs and you're going to want to collect data on several different Excel spreadsheets, a lot of different Excel spreadsheets, because you can later upload those to use. 
Uh, so collect data. If you if you decide you want to start doing this, and once you're learning math, and once you have the math down, start collecting data. Data is ever everything. Because without data, I mean, you got nothing. Data is the lifeblood for everything we're going to do. And so the more of it you have, the better. And once you've got that data, you have to use it wisely. Okay, part, part of being a good, uh, part of being good at using data is distinguishing the good from the bad data, the signal from the noise. There's a great book uh, called, actually, right on the nose, The Signal and the Noise by Nate Silver. And I think that's one of the best books that you can read for any kind of predictive analysis approach that's out there called The Signal and the Noise by Nate Silver. Highly, highly recommend it. And what that talks about is just this, that when you're predicting things, there's so much noise in the world that we want to attribute as meaningful. This applies for sports betting trends, sports betting stats, things that we think are important and we make bets on that simply don't have as big of an impact on the game that we think it's going to. And this exists, there's far much, there's a lot more noise than signal in the data. It's up to the good, uh, I keep wanting to say data scientists, but it's just anyone who works with data. It's up to the good uh, people who work with data, the, the, the good predictors of the world to distinguish the two. And, and, and some data is great. Some data is garbage. It, speaking of garbage, I'm glad I used that word because type in right now, look up on Google, garbage in, garbage out. It's a term that, that's used in, in computer science that means essentially if you have a bad program, you're going to get bad results. Now, this seems obvious, but people don't understand this. People think that you can learn, build a program, and quit your job and do this. It's not that easy. You can't just take a class, collect the data, build a program, quit your job, best sports. I would assume my number would be, and this is just made up by me, I would assume like 95% of all models are complete trash. They're complete bullshit. They're unusable. Just because you have a model, as complex as it may be, doesn't mean it's a good one. Okay, when I first had my model, I first made mine, I still got a job and had another job for like six months while I made sure it was usable and I was training it and make sure, I mean, it was a whole thing, a whole deal. You don't just build it and go, you got to make sure it's a good program. And if there's 100 of you out there listening who are going to do this, which I think maybe, you know, maybe there will be, if there's 100 of you out there who are going to do this, five of you, if you follow these steps, will come up with a good usable program. And I don't even know that may be overdoing it. Maybe that's like a 95% for like elite data scientists. But either way, it's hard to come up with an actual legitimate, good, usable model where you can make money. So let's take a quick drink of water here. All right. So you may ask yourself, all right, so how do I make sure it's good? How do I, how do I ensure the bet to my best ability that whatever program I make is going to be good. Cause that's what you say. 95 out of hundred suck. How do I make sure mine is one of the good ones? And what I recommend here, my answer is surround yourself with the smartest people and smartest teachers you possibly can. Okay. That's my answer. That's what I did. I, 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 when I went back to school, I was asking so many questions and utilizing these minds, these brilliant minds that I was around to make sure that I was doing the best I could to build the best system I could. Because let's face it, when you're learning this stuff, you're just, you're learning. You don't know what's right from wrong. You're just a novice with a lot of this. So 
it's good to surround yourself with people who care, who want to help you, and who really do have the knowledge to be able to help you. So that's what I have to say for that. How do you make sure it's good? Surround yourself with the smartest people and teachers you can. That's what I have to say. So like I also said, you're going to have to take time to train your model, all that stuff. It's going to take time, but that's what, what I have to, to, to kind of say about the math part. So you're going to have to know math. I know I got a little rambly, but number one, know how to use math. Number two, uh, the second most important thing, in, in my opinion, you've got to have market knowledge. Okay, you've got to have a really good idea of how does the market work? How does the market move? Okay, and, and to do this, I've got some ways for you to do this, but that's market knowledge is so important. And, and, and here's why. I think you can win in a lot of things, not long-term exclusively betting this way, but I believe you can find a lot of opportunities in a lot of different sports throughout the year where things are simply mispriced. Let's give an example. A really interesting example that I was on last year where I made some money. So Nikki Sudo, who were the two people? Let's look this up real quick. Nikki Sudo is a professional eater. Um, uh, okay, so Nikki Sudo is a, uh, she's a, in the women's uh, professional eating division. And uh, um. Yeah, I think they're still together. So she is married to Nick Wary. Nick Wary is a male eater. So they're both professional eaters. I'm sure they go through a ton of groceries in that household. But anyway, the bet, this was either last year or two years ago, but the bet during the hot dog eating contest on July 4th, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest was, who will eat more hot dogs, Nick Wary or Mickey Sudo? And Mickey Sudo, the... the uh, the lady was the favorite because she's like the one of the best uh, uh, women. She's always up there in the top. And Nick Wary's not one of the best. You know, he's probably going to get, you know, 25, 30 down, you know, maybe on the average year. So she was the favorite because she was minus 250 and he was plus three uh, plus 200. So she was minus 250. He's plus 200. Who's going to eat the most hot dogs? Well, if you look at the related markets, the over under for Mickey Sudo was, uh, I believe it was 30, this is all top of my head, but it's something like this. It was like, hers was like 32 and a half and his was 32 flat. And so I'm going, wait a minute, hers is 32 and a half. His is 32 flat. That's essentially the same thing. I know it's a half a hot dog. Why is she such a huge favorite here? And so I ended up betting Nick Wary the plus 250. He ended up winning, <laughs> right? And here's the point. Okay, that was a kind of a crazy example, and I know it wasn't very clean. But here's the point: market knowledge allowed me to say, "What is this line? What can I look at that is related to this line that's priced separately in the sports book or other sports books?" Or it was that same sports book actually. So when I see okay, Nick Wary versus Mickey Sudo, here's the price. Now we look at their over under and it's just market knowledge. I knew nothing about Nick Wary, Mickey Sudo, how many they were going to eat, what their history was. All I knew was that their over unders were very, very close. But when it was a heads up competition, a head to head, there was a huge favorite minus 250, which minus 250, as we all know, these numbers, you know, minus 250, minus 110, they equal something. Minus 250 in American odds is... 71.43%. So that implies that she, the break even percentage for her to, to beat him was 71% and their over under was pretty much the same. So that's my point. Let's stop talking about hot dogs. But the point there is market knowledge allowed me to do that. Market knowledge will allow you to win bets throughout the year just because you know how the market works. 
Now, if you want to learn more about the market and, and study it for yourself, here's what you can do. Number one, study line moves after the uh, important information is released. If Aaron Rodgers is announced out for the Jets, see what the line does. If LeBron James is announced he's going to play for the Lakers, see what the line does. If it's supposed to snow in Cleveland on Monday Night Football and suddenly it's sunny, see what the line does. The total, everything. See what quarterback over-unders do. There's a lot of related markets that you can see just by retroactively looking, what did the market do when this information is released? Okay, so people think that it, everything's about predictive, predictive, predictive. It's not. It's understanding how stuff works and then knowing how it's going to work in the future. So uh, study line moves again after important information is released. You can also watch how openers move. Watch how lines move as they get closer to game time. Watch how popular lines like NFL Monday Night Football versus Thursday afternoon college baseball versus the Super Bowl. Look at how they all move or don't move. Because you have to be able to know why lines are incorrect. And you have to know why the market does what it does. This is all very important in being a professional or at least as successful sports better. So number one, math. Number two, market knowledge. Number three out of four. So number three, bankroll. Here's what I mean by bankroll. You've got to build a bankroll. Okay, to start this, you got to have a nice little bankroll. You got to stick to it and you have to bet with a purpose and a system. So you got to build that bankroll, determine what you want it to be. And I, I recommend betting, you know, probably about 2% or so for your units to start out with when you've got your bankroll. And by the way, Betting with units and betting with the system, there's a lot of different betting systems out there. Just flat bet. It's been proven before. If you're just getting going, don't get super cute and, you know, and fancy with how you bet. Don't try and incorporate Kelly Criterion immediately when you start betting. Just flat bet. And flat bet means always bet to win a unit. And even when you're just getting going, this is a little sidebar here, a little side note, but even if you're just getting going and you do have a good grasp of math, I recommend always betting to win a unit for this reason. When, and this is less for mathematicians and more for the public, but let's just go over this, this concept. So betting to win a unit does this. Every time you have a favorite, minus 150, minus 110, uh, or minus 110 is not always a favorite, but a, a, a minus number, right? Minus 110, minus 150, minus 200, minus 500. You're always betting to win a unit, right? So it's either, if it's minus 200, you're betting 200 to win 100. If it's minus 110, you're betting 110 to win 100, right? Well, if you now bet one unit to win whatever it is in the other direction, what you're doing is disproportionately exposing yourself on bets that you're more likely to lose. Now, for a mathematician, this isn't the case because they're just as likely to win a plus 900 as they are a minus 900. So it's a different thing when you understand EV and good bets from bad bets. But for the majority of people out there and for those just getting going, my advice is bet to win a unit. That way, every plus 900, plus 800, plus 1,000 you're betting, you're not risking a full unit. You're risking just a little bit. And if you happen to win, congratulations, it's right on par with what expectations say is still a very winning system but you're not overexposing yourself on what is by definition bets you're more likely to lose. So um, we can go on depth on that for another show potentially because that's a whole thing, but that's just a little sidebar right there. So, but with the bankroll, build it up, stick to it, be smart, bet with a purpose and a system. And then number four. So number, so the three main points so far, math, number one, math, number two, market knowledge, number three, bankroll, and number four, which in my opinion is probably the least important, but I still think is very, very important, personality. 
And here's what I mean by that. I've never, ever met a sports better who talks like some of these people on Twitter. If you talk like Famous Dave or like some of these either some of these other content creators on Twitter that make it seem easy and whatever, and we're killing the bookies and follow us, we're 70%. These are usually people who are either hacks or they just are overreacting to small sample sizes. Like they don't really understand the the nuances and how difficult sports betting can be. So I've got a couple different personalities, a lot of lists today, right? A lot of lists. I've got a, a list here, a couple traits that you have to have, in my opinion, part of your personality if you're going to be a winning better. Number one, you've got to be humble. Let's not do number one because it's going to confuse, but you've got to be humble. Okay, like I said, I've never met a better who just brags all the time. Oh, we're winning, we're winning. Every better I know who actually wins, they're like, yeah, we're winning, but you know, let's keep it going. It's you know, it's it's a process. So, number one, be or uh, be humble. Uh, next, be disciplined. Okay, you've got to have money management as well as managing your tilt. You got to understand when you're pissed off, not to just spend money. You know, and uh, be disciplined with your action, both exposure for one game and total amount of games. You got to be very disciplined. You also have to have high risk tolerance. Things are going to be great at times, but things are also going to be bad at times when you're a sports better. It's the inevitability of the ups and downs. And when things are bad, you're going to get into situations where you're going to have to put serious money on the line and your bankroll is getting down there. It's inevitable. So you have to have a high risk tolerance. You can't start betting less. Once you start losing, you got to follow your system if you're going to do this. So high risk tolerance, I think is very important. And then the last two kind of are are related. You got to be smart and you got to be wise, but they're different. You got to be smart, meaning you've got to know what the good and bad numbers look like. You've got to know what the line should be and determine if the current market price is cheap enough to make the bet. But you also have to be wise. And a lot of people call this intuition. You've got to know the games to pass on. You've got to know the games to lead heavily into. And a lot of the time, it's not just math. I've believed strongly, having said everything I've said about math, coding, understanding math, you have to have math as a starting point. And I think 80% of a handicap should be math. But what about the last 20%? That's where intuition and, in my opinion, knowing the game and knowing the players and feeling out a situation in a seven-game series, like that comes down to intuition. That comes down to something that not everyone has. And I honestly, it, it's trial and error. It takes years to realize if you really do have it or not. Because it's, you know, and look, I'm not saying I'm right about every situation. I miss a lot. I, I, I often think something is going to happen and the opposite happens. But I think I'm right enough of the time to where I would call myself an intuitive person when it comes to sports betting. But that is something that I think is important. And that's one of the few things we've talked about today that you either have it or you don't. You can't learn that on Skillshare but I think that's important. So let's go over the four things quickly. Number one, math. You've got to get a solid math background or partner that's got a solid math background. Number two, you've got to have good market knowledge. You have to have an understanding of how the market works, how lines move, if you're going to effectively beat lines, knowing what they are. Number three, you've got to have a good bankroll, build your bankroll, stick to it and bet with a purpose. And number four, you've got to have the personality that allows you to not only win in sports betting, but continue to win in sports betting once you're successful. That's the hard part that I see a lot of people deal with is they're they're, they're great at first, but once they've won for six months and they're making thousands of dollars, they let it go and they get way too loose. So in my opinion, if you don't follow these things, or at least look, the personality thing, you could probably get away with that. But in my opinion, the others, if you don't have math, you don't have market knowledge, bankroll, you know, management, in my opinion, If you don't do those things, at least to some degree, 
I believe you are at a giant, huge disadvantage over the long run. I believe you've got no shot against people doing this for a living every day who wake up and look at lines, who go to bed looking at lines, who are moving these numbers into prices where there is no value left. You're, you're, you're simply going to be at a huge disadvantage over the long run if you don't do these things. But look, I don't want to be bleak here. I don't want this to be all doom and gloom because most people don't have this as, as an objective. Today's show is about people who want to do this. Most people keep doing what you're doing. Keep betting recreationally. Just do it with better edge online, B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com because they've gotten rid of the VIG. It makes it so much easier for my, my dog, Layla Jones, Layla Jones, Walgy, my dog, her expected wins losses over 10 years is $0, 0 cents because it's a net zero situation. It's a, it's a, or not net zero, but it's a, it's a, there, there's no VIG. It's seriously not a risk situation. So it, it, I recommend sign up a better edge, bet away and have fun. We had to put this in after the show. Cause I forgot to say, put in promo code S B D for a free 20 bucks upon signing up at uh, better edge promo code S B D when you sign up a better edge. That's what I recommend. But if you want to do this for a living, you want to make some money, make a little bit more each month, follow those steps and you'll at least be on the right path in my opinion so alright that does it for today's show appreciate everyone listening good luck whatever you've got going on today or tonight if you catch some winners and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily